0: I did the grocery store some some grouchy fuck and like he was driving this tiny little car which he had parked like my Fiat right and I was in my truck but he had he'd done this shitty parking job with his Fiat or whatever tiny car it was and he had it like right on the oh, yellow man. line right <laughs> But there weren't many spots available, so I pull the truck in, and I mean that's no easy feat in a tight parking spot Where an eight foot or hour damn long that truck is more than eight feet. Yeah. Uh, anyway, pull, pulling into the spot, as I'm pulling in and I'm nice and centered and everything else, <laughs> the guy comes out and he starts yelling at me. The fuck? Do you think you could get any fucking closer? <laughs> so I did. I did. <laughs> I did. Uh, Let's see. I I said, "I'll try." I backed (laughs) up, nudged her over, and got. I swear to God, you couldn't have swiped your Visa between
1: our two vehicles. (laughs) It was so tight.
0: I rolled the window down,
1: and I went. U.S. That's, oh, he was, that's when you climb out pissed. the passenger side. <laughs> you can't he even was, open your well, door. That, like, that's the thing. He was going. To... He
0: was going to get in the passenger door. His wife was driving. <laughs> so he oh he was pissed. She had to back Uh-oh. out so he
1: could get into the car. It was awesome. Oh my so god! Fun. You're listening to Black Sheep Radio. Featuring Chris Brown I'm just going to move on from this was Dipping Sauce Because I just don't want to get too mad this morning Mark LeFave. Well on that note I've recently eaten an entire box of Ferrero Rocher <laughs> in one sitting And Ben McVie Hang on, one, one
0: of my daughter's friends is trying to get in my back door Hang on, that, oh. oh god that sounded horribly <laughs> in the window, didn't it? rate review subscribe and share or join the conversation at bsr podcast on facebook and at radio underscore
1: sheep on instagram and twitter here we go black sheep radio it is tuesday january 12th and we just had an announcement today from our premier doug ford that there's going to be another uh lockdown for the next 28 days and we'll we'll talk about that in just a little bit but as soon as i, I heard am of- so bummed no
0: no <laughs> i'm so bummed i got i got break dancing lessons for christmas and fuck man if i wasn't done to have me a big gathering of 12 people God. down at the corner just, just to show my my moves. Well, uh,
1: <laughs> what it what it made me think of was when we went into our first like official lockdown. I remember I was doing this show with you guys from the parking lot at Gage Park on my phone. That's right. Yeah. That was like one of one of the first shows I did was one of the first days of lockdown. Um, hmm. Which uh, it's kind of kind of interesting, and it it seems so long ago. Like we're at, how many <laughs> yeah. how many episodes since then? Like hundred and sixty or or something now. And how now. many? Uh, One sixty eight. One sixty eight. I was pretty close. That's <laughs> and, <not bad. laughs>
2: and I think we st- I think we started. I think we started doing daily episodes at around like the sixty episode mark or something like low. Wow, yeah. So like so many of them were just us in lockdown, just like. Waking up in the morning and, and here we crushing it. Yeah. yeah, here we are. This is the evening. Yes. At this point, but it's pretty. It's pretty wild. Like I, I don't know what changes from Doug Ford's. Hopefully, you know this will be released on a Friday. Hopefully, by then people will figure out what the fuck the difference makes between a state of emergency and and what you know we were dealing with on Monday.
1: Stay home and wear a mask if you have to go out. Like it's the same rule since last. Fucking March, but it just looks. They mean it, I guess. I, yeah, this time this time he means it. It's a state <laughs> of emergency for crying yeah, out loud. No, I mean it. So we, so we recommend that you stay home. Like it's still we're still so fucking Canadian about it. It's ridiculous. They say you may receive up to a year in jail. Can you imagine? That'd be a that'd be a tough sentence to have to swallow. Yeah. oh yeah, I'd be at that Barton Street jail, looking at that drive-through beer store every day, just thinking, "What did I? Where did my life go wrong? I was a good person. I took my dog Jeez for a does. walk." How many
0: outstanding? <laughs> uh, how many outstanding warrants do you need to have in order to get a year for for going out for a I don't know a joyride uh, during a during a lockdown? I mean, seriously, what what is the fine though? I'm I'm hearing.
1: Six hundred thousand, six hundred,
0: six hundred and ten million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I
2: think yeah. it's yeah, it's somewhere in the. It's a couple thousand dollars. I know that. And what one of the things about the fines that I heard that that's changed with this new, um, you know, lockdown two I guess is that there's a lot of different people that can issue these these tickets now so yeah, I, I think I, they can, I can come from cops i'm, can get it I'm on from the like, list
1: dude. just just random yeah. people
2: hey for sure yeah <laughs> the guy at the convenience people. store citizens arrest <laughs> you, you know what i mean if you if you if you show up at the convenience store with more than one person he you're he's going to give you your lotter your lotto max right. and your maltesers and then a ticket for first yeah.
1: uh, gathering in public you used to have to leave your backpack at the door and <laughs> now you yeah. have to leave whoever you're with at the door. It's a purse. I told you it's a purse. <laughs> it's European.
0: <laughs> it's a European carry all.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mentioned, uh, I mentioned 610 million. Is yeah. that, that's the power, that's the Powerball.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. There's different reports. The, the, the big lottery in the States is, is going off. Um, you know, in order to win this thing, it's um, okay. So the jackpot is anywhere, depending on where you're reading. Uh, it's it's up around six hundred million dollars. In order to buy, that's decent. One ticket for. In other words, to ensure victory, guess how many tickets you'd have to buy. How much would you have to spend? I think it is it a dollar a ticket? I'm guessing it is. Mm. I think it's so. a dollar. I don't. I don't know. You would have, to, but guess how much m- money you would have to spend in order to win this six hundred million dollar jackpot? How much would you have to spend? I would just spend $1. I would just get one ticket. No, only, no, no, no. Only one ticket to, can win. To ensure, in other words, you've bought enough tickets to have every possible combination sitting in front of you. One of them is going to
1: win. <laughs> oh, my God. It would be in the trillions, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it no. Be? Surprisingly. Oh, this surprises it would be in me. The trillions. You'd what? have to spend $400 million
0: Whoa! to have a winning ticket. Which, I, I don't know, I, that doesn't seem right to me.
1: Like, when I read that, I'm like, really? Yeah, because hey. if I was like a Jeff Bezos or something, that's that's I would just make my money doing that. Because he yeah, needs –
0: like That's like a good –
1: He needs know. a
0: $200 million profit, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Um, that haircut needs a but lot how of can you
1: But how can you physically purchase that many tickets? You would never be able to house that many tickets. You would have to have a warehouse – I don't know. I've the, seen the some old ladies
0: tickets? I've seen some old ladies at the convenience store who are seriously giving her a fucking <laughs> go. That's true. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you
1: that. <laughs> there,
0: there's
2: a there's a car that parks on Lock Street in and around my neighborhood always. And the entire place his entire car is just filled from bottom to front with, with newspapers. Like there's literally like a like a you know, dirt, there's enough room for a very dirty person. To sit in that driver's seat. everything else <laughs> and, is covered. And they do in newspapers. <laughs> and they
0: do. Yeah, um, they do for sure. Dig this: thirty-eight percent of people would rather win the lottery than find the love of their life.
1: 30, only thirty-eight percent. Thirty-eight percent. I would, of I would people. think it would be
0: more than that.
1: But yeah, you good, know what? Good for people. Yeah. That makes me feel good about humanity.
0: I'm going to back things up a little bit. If I hadn't found the love of my life to whom I'm still married after almost 20 years. Yeah. If I had not found the love of my life. If you were to take me back in time to just before I met her and you were to, uh, to tell me, here's your options. A winning lottery ticket or you're going to find the love of your life. Give me the fucking lottery all day long. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, I am not kidding. Give me the lottery all percent, baby. Those day are real numbers. Long, <laughs> yeah,
1: those yeah. all day
0: long, all day long.
2: I've watched huh. too many stories about the lottery just completely destroying your life to, to accept that. I don't think, I don't think anything good comes from the lottery. I genuinely don't. I think you win the you win the money, <laughs> you don't earn it, and you just kill your, You end up killing yourself. You end up doing. You, you like. I don't know. Yeah, it always fucks everything.
0: I'll give her a go. You drop off that <laughs> one. You know, I'll be your guinea pig. I'll be your victim all fucking day long. What would the first, what would you buy? What would the first thing that you buy be? I, I have no idea. I, I really don't. No, I don't. I have no Anonymity. idea. Anonymity. <laughs> first thing. No. I Anonymity. Would be yeah, exactly. Anonymity. Anonymity. Would you
2: would you be one of those people that like shows it off, or would you be one of those people that just like lives in a regular house? No, I drive a Hyundai.
1: Famous, Uh, maybe not a Hyundai. Uh, I drive a Hyundai.
0: (laughs) I would live in in a very nice home in a very a very nice home in a very inauspicious place.
1: Yeah, like York (laughs) Yorkdale and Young. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. like like next to Drake. That guy, like next to
0: Drake. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know, 100, 100 mil uh, is all it would take for 9% of people to dump their spouse uh, 100, 100 mil is a lot That's a lot of money. money That's a lot of money Now, I'm assuming, I'm a, I'm assuming this is happily married people Because I know a lot of people who do it for two bucks
1: I think my wife, I think my wife would be upset with me if I didn't take that off Because that's mm. a lot of money just that's just your. That's huge alimony, like huge fucking alimony payment.
0: Here's the here's the parallel of that. Three percent of people would dump a spouse for ten grand. <laughs>
1: ten grand.
0: Jeez, <laughs> that is not a happy marriage. No. Ten
2: grand.
0: <laughs> ten grand. More more people would dump their spouse for ten grand than a hundred million. Mm. Think about that. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> <laughs> now 77 percent of people say they would not give up their spouse for any amount of money. Seventy <laughs> percent of people. This is this is the more you know
1: the sensible stuff. Seventy percent of
0: people say that money can't buy happiness. There you go, Chris.
1: We should ask our wives how much they would leave us for and just write, get her (laughs) to write it down. (laughs) $1, Bob. (laughs) 2%
0: 2% if they want a hundred million dollars, 2% of people say they would roll around naked in hundred dollar bills.
1: <laughs> if they, I, if they, if they 100 true. mil, I'd do that if I want 10 grand.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all been packaged straight out of the bingo hall. Roll around. Yeah. That is
2: a, like, you would definitely get gonorrhea if you did that in real life, though. Oh, right? you, get yeah. a lot
1: of, you get a lot of rias. I, I feel <laughs> yeah, diarrhea, like,
2: gonorrhea. You would wake up with a rash <laughs> at the very least. <laughs>
1: And here's the, finally this this
0: one's kind of kind of sad. This this one surprises me a bit. Only 24% of people say they would give money to the homeless if they won 100 million dollars. That's it. Yeah, that's, like yeah,
1: that's
0: 76% awesome. of people are dicks. <laughs> the uh, tax on the on it's an American thing, right? Yeah, 300 mil, 400 mil. So it's a 411 million dollar payout. 97 mil gets withheld by the uh, goes to the IRS. And then you pay an additional, I think it's 13%. Uh, it, it's a huge chunk of change if you don't make a significant donation to some sort of charity. Oh, so, that's cool. So you still, yeah, that's that's kind of a neat rule. I kind of dig it. Hell yeah. Um, I don't know if they have that rule in Canada. I mean, we don't get taxed on ours. It should no. it should be like if, if there should be some sort of, you know, like if you won 10 grand, fine, spend it on yourself. But if you're winning some massive payout, you should should be mandated that you have to give some to charity. I agree with that. Yeah. I well, agree that. And you yeah. know that people are going to give to the charity because if you don't, it's going to the IRS and, and everybody <laughs> hates the IRS, right? So it's like, <laughs> yeah, fuck it. yeah, I'll, I'll give the any name your charity. Here's a check for the foundation or whatever the fuck, just so long as the tax man isn't getting it.
2: <laughs> That's a power move by the IRS. That is a it, definitely a power
0: move. So this day could be like uh, mega huge uh, for one person, I suppose, or a few, whatever you know. Maybe four people win the thing. Um, I gotta look in. I, I every once in a while, I don't. Know, you, you get in, you fall into the 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 Google the internet wormhole, and you wind up looking at shit that you really didn't mean to when you got on the damn thing. Anyway. I ran into like one of those, one of those this day in history things. And sometimes you go through these and, you know, you look back and think, wow, uh, this particular day, August 8th, for example, I don't know. It just, it, it sucks because nothing ever happens on August 8th based on what they're digging up for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like there's some days where it's like you know, uh, John Smith became only the second catcher to hit two triples in a major league game. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Some days yeah. are so boring it makes you want to just do something fucked up, you know? So
0: that
1: this <laughs> day is not that day. January twelfth. January twelfth. Hit me. The very
0: yeah. The very first Mickey Mouse comic strip appeared on this day in 1930.
1: Oh, like, s- is that Steamboat Mickey or whatever though? Isn't that Steamboat No, that's, Mickey? I think,
0: no, I, I think the comic strip would be different. Yeah, Steamboat Mickey was later in the 30s, I think. And oh, that was okay. like the first animated Mickey Mouse. But this is oh, the gotcha. actual, like, oh, comic okay. strip. Oh. Yeah. Uh, on this date in 1957... Uh, the very first Frisbee was developed. Has anybody gone through a Frisbee phase between the, between the (laughs) two of you? I
1: have, I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to disagree on this one because in back to the future three, the Frisbee company actually made pie plates long before they made the toy known as the Frisbee. And he throws a Frisbee pie plate at Griff and knocks his hat off and notices (laughs) that it's a Frisbee. Who's Griff? That's uh, Biff's uh, grandfather that lived in the old west. Oh my oh, Christ! Goodness. Yeah. Well, what together. was what was the dad's name? Quiff? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was <laughs> the mom's name.
0: Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Chris said it, not me. Uh, <laughs> On this date <laughs> in 1962, <laughs> Chubby Checker's The Twist hits number one for a second time. Why did it come back? Like,
1: when did it originally hit number one? I don't know. What knocked it out of the number one spot would be the question I, I do I, not I need know. to know this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm. Johnny Cash
0: performs at Folsom Prison on this day in 1968. Wow. 1969, the Beatles release Yellow Submarine album.
1: You know the nice thing about, uh, about performing out of prison is obviously the captive audience. Yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, oh, man, we're oh, so it, it took me two more. It took me two horn. more things that you just did before I came up with it, too, if you notice. <laughs> <laughs> you were at 1973. I was still in the fucking 60s. You were still, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
0: the village people uh, got sued by the YMCA for the song YMCA on the day in 1979. Did anyone in the, in the whole Republican campaign get the the absolute irony of a, a mid forty gay man's anthem being their walkout on stage music?
2: It was the only one that they were allowed to use because, yeah, like all of the other ones, they're other like, song. they're like, you can't use this. And the village people are like, nah, use that. Use Trump, that. Trump
0: was Definitely. Trump was doing YMCA when he was doing that that dance move mm-hmm. that looked like he was jerking off two animals at once. <laughs> <laughs> and Giuliani, Giul- Giuliani before um, the insurrection rally, Giuliani, Giuliani came out to Macho Man. Did you notice? That's insane. Rudy Giuliani. Is that real? Is that real? That's, uh, no, that's tr- – yeah, that was his oh entrance music that day was Macho Man.
2: it's like four feet tall. It's That's like a South Park decision. I <laughs>
0: know, <Yeah>, right? <laughs> like Rudy
1: Giuliani like they were coming up to Macho
0: the, Man? They, they, they switched the cassette. He had planned that's on crazy. Eye of the Tiger and somebody threw in Macho Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on this day in 1992, Jeffrey Dahmer finally pleads guilty, but insane to the murders of 15 young men and boys. You know,
1: you got to give him the insane. I've read a you lot of You got to. Does it? Mm-hmm. Did he need to say "but insane"? Like we mm-hmm. really? It was and insane. It's implied.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, on this date in 1999, Michael Jordan announces his second retirement f- from the NBA, and he would then unretire again. Mm-hmm.
1: In 2001. Yeah. That's when he played for the Wizards. That's right. Because <laughs> he, he also owned the Wizards. <laughs> that's right. That's right.
0: <laughs> and uh, finally, at this date, 2002, uh, President George W. Bush faints after choking on a pretzel.
1: Oh. <laughs> he had, a, he had no, no, some no, moments. In, but, you know, he had some moments of, like, the gaffes where, like, he tried to go out the door that was fucking locked. And then he looked confused. And, like, mm-hmm. he had moments like that. But... God, damn, I'd go back to some George, some good old George Bush, oh. bombing the wrong countries for oh, just man. for a day, just for the reprieve from the past four years. I would, take I'd take that fucking maniac any day versus you know, what's going on there right no, now.
0: Nothing, nothing has done more for that man's legacy than the current president. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like I fucking know. Abraham
1: Lincoln now.
0: <laughs> he, yeah, exactly. He is. He is one
1: of the founding
0: fathers compared to you know what I mean.
1: All of them. Fucking Clinton. Even Nixon is like you know I'm like fucking George Washington compared to this guy. Go back
0: a few short years, gentlemen, <laughs> and you may remember there were all kinds of demonstrations with big floating bush heads instead of the current guy. I mean, yeah. he, he was public enemy number one during the whole WMD that, that all of that. I mean, he left just incredibly unpopular, and his popularity has soared in the last four <laughs> years. Soared. <laughs> he
1: Yeah, because totally repair too.
2: He completely stayed out of politics, and he started painting. And everyone eventually just turned. He he just eventually turned into like like the 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 oh the cute old president. But like realistically, (laughs) when you look at his record, is like a fucking war criminal.
0: After all of those fucking, after all those gnarly years, he trimmed he trimmed the bush, baby. Yeah, after all those years of unkempt messiness. (laughs) But he I will say, he, oh, he did, God.
2: he did. From time to time, I do remember a couple of the lines that he used to say, and and, and they still crack me up. Uh, the, the funniest moment that comes to mind now is when he almost got hit with the shoes. You the shoe? I, yeah. was, I was just thinking about the this shoes? the other day. Yeah. <laughs> the Middle like, Eastern anything guy. To report. Yeah, yeah, Middle Eastern guy. And, and the reporter's like, uh, do you, Do you have anything to report? And he's
1: like, It was a size 10 or something.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I was like, that was his answer. I think and he was actually stopped. smarter than people gave him credit for. Like, I think uh, he was uh, clever. He, he yeah. was. He was so stupid. He was clever and clever. He was stupid. It was the weirdest the fool, thing. The fool me once thing. Yeah. Just like, he just, where it yeah. goes, I like, fooled me once. The old saying so. in Tennessee, where, <laughs> wing, where, 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 wings,
0: where wings take dreams. <laughs> you remember that one? Where wings take dream, And too many of our OBGYNs aren't able to practice their love with women. Was another one of my, the you know, for I,
1: women. Yeah, I fucking miss that so much. Oh like, dude. God, what a what a beautiful Jeez. time it was. Yeah, <laughs> granted, granted, we're not Iraqis, so it, that's probably
0: why we say that. But the vice president at the time was shooting his buddy in the face with a shotgun on a hunting <laughs> yeah, trip. Where were those? Where are those? And, right, where are those good old innocent times? Dick Cheney and George W. Bush. <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow,
1: Batman, Batman, and Robin. <laughs>
2: Now we're, we're here, we're in Hamilton, and uh, w- one of the big conversations on the uh, Hamilton Facebook or Hamilton uh, Reddit page is the, uh, e- do you know the Epoch Times? Have you ever heard of the Epoch Times? Do you know what that is? Yeah. yeah. The Epoch yeah. Times is being distributed to Hamilton mailboxes. Now, which if for those people that aren't familiar with, it's like a it's like a right wing like like propaganda rag that's being circulated all over, you know, like like as if it's just, you know, the spec or whatever your local flyers, you know, but it's it's
0: it's it's, uh, you know, Hmm. can I just say this? Can I say this that that this the, the the the. Everything is changing so lightning quick in the American political scene right now, and thus really the world political scene. But the one thing that really is going to flip this on its head is what happens now to big tech like this thing that Mm. Trump is raging about has now entered the equation and is a massive part of it is the censorship of Trump on all social media platforms and cancel culture is hitting hard on anybody associated with his mob right now. But um, this is a very, this sets a real dangerous precedent. I mean, you know, to the folks at Twitter, when you play with fire, you get burned, right? And, but it, it I mean, there, there are surprising members, rulers like uh, Angela Merkel from Germany, uh, Macron in, uh, is it Macron in, um, in France? Mark, yeah, um, has also said that, that, that that's taking things too far. And they've actually denounced uh, Trump's Twitter account being closed. Here, Which
1: I understand. Yeah, I could see well, why you would want to do that. Yeah, in in, in, in to put it in maybe perspective uh, from a historical standpoint, uh, let's just say this was Hitler's Twitter account, and he was talking about murdering six million Jews, and and he was well, inciting, it added- he was inciting that kind of that kind of hate. Does that should that be shut down? Freedom of speech is uh, you can't yell, you can't yell fire in a fucking crowded room. You can't say whatever mm-hmm. you want, and these are private companies that can. Determine what they will allow to be said well, on, their, on their, their the, platforms. Yeah, like right, right. They have they have policies. Like you know what I mean. I, no one, no one would want to see it. But if I took a picture of my Wang and put it up on Facebook, they take it the down. Thing
0: <laughs> that a lot of people don't realize is freedom of speech is 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 imposed in the government. It is not imposable on private entities.
1: Private entities can say what you can and can't of say. Don Cherry's right? a perfect example. Look at that. That was a perfect e- example of exactly. Doesn't matter exactly. whether you think he went over the line. Rogers doesn't want to support that, so and they can make that decision. It's, so
0: yeah, it's. I think the the what's causing a lot of people of concern, myself included, is the fact that. You know the means of communication that we're referring to are in the hands of a very powerful few who have made an unprecedented stem, the step in, uh, to really the political foray. And now of course, with the way things are as divisive as they are, it's seen as choosing sides. And this it's really adding gasoline to the fire, if you ask me. This this whole thing is going to be as big a story as the entire Trump presidency and the aftermath of it will be. Yeah, well, I really do. Yeah. I really do believe that.
2: I think one of the one of the things that that Twitter is getting a lot of credit for now, and it and it's it's one of those things that a lot of these companies that take these big political stances get a lot of credit for, which I think is bullshit. Um, you know, everyone's saying that Twitter is making this big political statement. I I think they're just protecting themselves from being liable in case even more damage happens. And there's no there's no altruism involved at all. Like, fuck off. You think tw- Twitter's worth billions of dollars? Do you think they're just going to change their policy because it makes them feel good inside? Like, look at Nike, for example. You know, when they when they sponsored, and I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, you know, some of these corporations, sometimes money follows good actions, right? Like, it, it rewards people for being good. But like, you know, Nike sponsoring Kaepernick, for example, you know, everyone said that, that this was like this big progressive stance and they're joining the fight but no they're just trying to make money off of it like that's all it is they're. right
1: of course they are and good on them and you know i mean to twitter would definitely want donald trump's 100 million followers or however many fucking followers he has on twitter they want mm-hmm. all that advertising going to those like they're 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 losing out on that maniac not having that kind of platform but that I cannot have that kind of platform like he's a fucking he's a he's such a liar and he spent so much time lying all this divisiveness all this can't trust the media all this big tech versus donald Trump. this is all his spin this is all him this is four years of him and ted cruz and lindsey graham and all these fucking maniacs I, I, yeah, that's pushing fine edge, but uh, it, it took 10 years
0: and, a, and a, the, the first attack on the U.S. Capitol in over two, nearly over two centuries. Like, think about that. It, that's it. it domestic you know, t- attack. He he, domestic attack, right? The, the guy was on Twitter for ten, over 10 years at real Donald Trump has been on. And I mean, you know, go back to before his presidency when he was calling Rosie O'Donnell a fat, ugly pig and blah, blah, blah. Uh, 10 years was too long and you can't put a lid on Pandora's box. I, I think this is just the beginning of something something. I don't know. Uh, like there's, um, you know, like, like Parler uh, got taken off uh, Amazon. That That's that sort of right wing form that a lot of people are, are looking to without Twitter now, right? That's where all the, the, the Trumpists are going. Ditto the news networks like OAN and Newsmax, right? Um, so, and Parler is now suing uh, Amazon and most legal people are saying that they have every right to sue them and they should. They should win.
2: Did you hear about the Parlor hack? No. So, um, there was a data breach in Parlor with the company. They've been shut down, I think relatively from 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 being active, but they still had all this data uh, and they were they were hacked and all of the the info was was turned out to be archived and a lot of the things that happened from this uh, I've never been on Parlor before. I literally just found out about it right now yeah. to be honest yeah. with you. Um but uh, the word is that the company actually, in order to sign up, had to required you to, to input a lot of really sensitive information to be able to have an account, like addresses and, and all of the like email addresses, full names, like this wasn't like an anonymous thing, right? So, so what, what ended up being released into um the public domain was essentially a bug uh on parlor's like a mistake from parlor and it it linked like all of these heinous like fucking hatred bullshit (laughs) posts on on this site to people's fucking addresses like yeah. that's legit what we what, what what was leaked so that's another fucking candor pandora's box i don't know how that's going to play out because that's ugly on 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 the, the other side you know some people just say some crazy shit on the internet and they have a mob showing up to their house you know that's not yeah. right either but it's it's fucked it's a fucking weird time sorry to deal, <laughs> derail that whole thing about trump but or about no trump, no man. i heard that was a really fascinating thing you know it's scary times
0: I watched this really good documentary last night. And one of the points that they made, and I, I'd never thought of this before. I, I don't know if it's true. It's just something that this guy, you know, reports. Um, but he said that it's it's an interesting coincidence. He, he blamed – he blamed for this current wave of populism, uh, you know, even with Silvio Berlusconi in Italy and Trump now and, 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 and the guy in Hungary and the guy in Turkey and, and this sort of right wing populist nationalist sort of movement that's, that's happening right now. And he blamed it on um, financial institutions, uh, greed within big banks Mm. And he pointed to the collapse of 2008 where the rich got richer and the poor got fucked and directly said – that Nazi Germany would never have happened had it not been for the great depression, for the crash of 1929 and 1929 happened. The big crash was as a result of very, very wealthy people taking everything for themselves and fucking over the poor. And Germany having come out of world war one was incredibly dependent on the success of the U S economy. When it collapsed, Germany collapsed. and, 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 and he, he said the Nazi party would have been nothing more than a fringe party had that not happened. And then he said, fast forward to Trump and you have a very similar thing in 2008. And, and, you know, a whole bunch of people are upset because they feel they've been wronged. And here comes this guy who's going to fix everything. It was interesting stuff. Anyway,
1: yeah. I try to, I try to spread my way across the different news networks and not just get stuck on one. Cause I like to get, I mean, hear the different opinions. I yeah. don't generally stick on the right ones for too long. Cause it's, a little bit of fluff to me. Like, I don't know if you heard the, the announcers on Fox talking about Trump's recent, uh, letter that he wrote to Nancy Pelosi. And like, they just blew him for fucking I, uh, 20 minutes. I've and got an hour
0: commute every morning to work, uh, in the mornings and all, <laughs> all this week and late last week, I started doing this late last week. Um, after the whole capital thing.
1: Yeah.
0: I purposely now, um, do a five minute rotation between That's CNN and, and Fox just to hear the contrast of what they're reporting on and how they're reporting it. And it's a real eye, it's a real eye opener. I will it tell is. you, it really is. And, and it makes you realize it, it really makes you think because, you know, I, I'm a more left, I think all three of us are more, more left leaning people uh, than, than we are right. Some of us lean a little harder than others, whatever, mm-hmm. but, um cnn is no saint is, is i guess what i want to say and, no and you know way. like fox news for all Definitely the the, the bad mouthing they get cnn is every bit as biased and i
1: don't think so i i don't think that oh. cnn i don't think oh, that no, cnn man. they're, bad. they're I, bad it's not that i don't i don't think that cnn lies i think that fox news fucking lies I don't think CNN lies. I think CNN continues to pile on the shit. Pile on, pile on, pile on. Pile. I Fair get enough. it. But I don't think CNN lies. I don't think Anderson Cooper, who's worth hundreds of fucking millions of dollars, he doesn't need to lie for anybody. Fox News doesn't lie. Fox News News broadcasts lies. Every single host on that show lies. Every single one of them. They all perpetuate the lie.
2: CNN and Fox plays different games because it's a different audience, right? So CNN will play the... You know, the righteous indignation, like, right. like, yes. smarmy like like they'll they'll color yep. your opinion not by lying but by like editorializing in ways that like even are subtle like like what's his name um the the uh, uh cuomo. cuomo hilarious great great broadcaster super talented guy love to watch him or whatever but like he's never done like an unbiased interview in his life right like no. he, he'll ask a question and then just scoff at the answers I, like I, that's, honestly. Not, that's not
0: journalism no, no, it's I, not. I, I think CNN is every bit as bad as Fox. I've, I've oh. come to that conclusion. I've come to that conclusion. I think they're every bit as bad. they they play the game a different way but it's the same game
2: Fox News is just way more abrasive you know what I mean like they're way more like loud and in your face and they they legit like say full out lies like a lot of some of them do they report on like like I mean the amount of times they talked about like these these uh,
0: conspiracy theories the the
2: conspiracy theories all that shit you know what what I mean like they feed into it and and their audience loves it just like you know the CNN audience loves being like this or pretending to be like the smartest one in the world that's you know what right i mean like it's, that's right it's yeah they exactly feed a, they feed a different thing but uh,
0: yeah ne- neither is neither is doing it in the interest of true journalism both are no. equal equally guilty of biased journalism is all i'm saying they just do it in very different very different ways but, but yeah. both are equally guilty if you ask
1: me i just think that fox's base coat is a lie so once your base coat is a lie, it doesn't matter what fucking decorations you put on the wall, you're, you're starting out as a liar. If you can't listen mm. to Chris Cuomo and know that he's trying to move you in a certain direction with the questions that he asked, then you're not bright enough to be watching the news at all. But if you look at what is being reported, what is actually being reported, the videos that are being shown, the way that it is being reported, I feel is more honest.
2: Fair, enough. Fair um, enough. I like CBC a lot. I like PBS a lot, and I, I definitely cycle PBS through great, yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, PBS is good. It's just yeah. obviously American, but uh, you know it's a good. I listen to NPR yeah. on
1: series as well. NPR is yeah.
0: good. Yeah,
2: I've been watching
1: the um,
0: just switching gears to lockdown. I've been watching the NPR Tiny Desk concert series. They're oh. doing a whole. They're so good, but they're doing a whole. At, they're doing a whole at home. Tiny Desk mm. Series, and some of them are just friggin' brilliant. What are they? Concerts? Well, it, I mean, it's normally done in the studio, but it's 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 musicians from all over the world, really yeah. some some known and some completely unknown, but all incredibly gifted. And they're doing they've been doing uh, an NPR Tiny Desks in the over the last year. Uh, they've been Tiny Desks at home. Um, oh, YouTube cool. it, YouTube Thank it, Mark. Check yeah. it out. There's there's some yeah, really fantastic. really good
1: stuff. That's awesome. Definitely, definitely need stuff to watch. <laughs> I,
2: hi- I highly, I highly recommend the T Pain Tiny Desk. Uh, concert yeah he it's he, really? he uh, yeah he sings with yeah. autotune in all of his songs yeah. but in this it's just him and his buddy on piano and it, it'll just blow your mind it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll it's it's one of the best yeah it's check
0: unbelievable. out check oh, out the Billy awesome. the, the Billy Eilish one too She's is great too really yeah. really good
1: really oh yeah,
0: that's cool and nice. they, oh dude check it out it's definitely definitely worth it but yeah as, as, as we uh, head back in into in to lockdown although none of us are really sure how much more lockdown this is than the one we were just living under
1: yeah
0: Uh, five people outside and that's pretty much all i get
1: it's a state of emergency everybody this this time, it's for real
0: this it's for real yo so you you guys uh chris released a, a few questions to us to ask our significant others did you guys want to get to this Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna
2: we're gonna I'm gonna throw to a little bit of a a, yeah. a little bit of another entertainment break. I think people kind of like that. So we're gonna do another one of those. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, we're gonna come back. And what essentially what we did is, is yeah. it's it's uh, three questions. Each of us asked our significant other three questions about us pertaining to the lockdown. We don't know the answers, and we are going to reveal them live. Coming up after this. Okay. I'm Chris Brown, and this is your Lockdown Entertainment Update. Netflix is committed to releasing a brand new movie every single week in 2021. These are no small productions either. We're talking A-list actors like Leonardo DiCaprio, Sandra Bullock, Dwayne Johnson, Gal Gadot, Meryl Streep, and so many more. This week's entry is an action flick called Outside the Wire, and it releases on January 15th. The Hamilton Business Center is hosting a free business seminar on January 18th. You can register for that on Eventbrite.com ca the inauguration of joe biden takes place on wednesday january 20th beginning at noon b.a johnston the dirty nil and ed the sock join forces with comedian mike mitchell and tim ford for a brand new hamilton-centric tv series called this is the thing releasing in spring of this year and whatever you do don't go
0: outside that's it for now let's get back to the show okay So, welcome back. Uh, We are back in lockdown. It's uh, Tuesday, the 12th of January. Uh, The announcement coming today. Um, In a few minutes, actually, we're going to be, geez, imagine of all businesses, small businesses taking another big hit today, but imagine owning a studio and rehearsal space Mm -hmm. and being in the music business in general. It's a, it's a tough go. So, we've got a guest uh, joining us in a little bit to talk about that. In the meantime, though, uh, Chris uh, had a question for our wives. Or a series Again. of three three questions actually a
2: series of three questions like I was saying before we each have I don't I don't know I was gonna ask you guys what what are you dealing with here what is it is it a napkin is it a legal pad what are you <laughs> uh, what have you got this paper. written on I,
0: I, I have I have nothing written I told you um, in advance oh. that, that my answer was gonna be very different from you guys and and before like I don't want to be a killjoy here but um, the, the, these questions just don't – because of the way things have gone for us in in this home and with both of our jobs, really the, the questions that you ask, although they're good questions, just don't apply here because life mm-hmm. has not changed that much for us. We've both been working full time and we really – we're, we're – out of the house. Like the, the daily grind for us really isn't all that different. And even mm. do it. I mean, today when I heard, Oh boy, here we go to lockdown and I'm going to be jobless again and blah, blah, blah. But because I'm doing uh, residential construction right now is, is tip is technically what I'm doing. Uh, I'm free to go to work. So I'm going to continue to do so. I have to, I don't really have a choice. Um, Fair there's enough. people who can or want to stay home power to you but I, I just it's not an option if I have work I got to take it so um, get, so get to your once Chris starts getting into these questions and I'm interested to hear them from from you guys and and your your fiance's wives uh, because my I just this just has not affected us in, in a way that's reflected in those questions. I guess. So what I'm, I'm curious
2: to, to see your answers then. That's awesome. That yeah, okay. that sounds very, that will, sounds very interesting. I will answer on my,
0: on, on my own behalf, honestly, because she just didn't have an answer for these. Cool. It's, it just, yeah. But go ahead. Cool. So I will, I, I can't,
2: I don't have, I don't know the answers to my questions. So this is okay. folded over. So I'm just going to start with mine okay. and then you guys answer the questions because okay. I feel like you guys know the answers to yours right now. Right? Yep. This is the first time I'm reading them right now. This is the first time you're reading them. Mark hasn't seen
1: his either. Okay. Yeah, I just unsealed the envelope. Got it.
2: Okay. So I'm going to read mine. What I have listed as question number one is, what is the one item of clothing that I have worn the most throughout the COVID pandemic that shouldn't surprise anybody, even though it should probably disgust everybody? And that is Roots Track Pants. I've been wearing pretty much roots track pants specifically I've gotten more I had got I'd added one more uh, to my rotation over the pandemic um, but that that's that's only new that's that's only been about 15 days so I was cycling between two pairs for for <laughs> what, what not is that nine months, nine like how, months. however long good God those
1: how things are long. growing roots long. into your oh. ass yeah <laughs> 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 <sighs> Damn. crispy your pants shouldn't be crispy just so you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> well i can go with my answer then what is the one what is the one item of clothing that your husband has worn the most through the covid pandemic and my wife's answer was not underwear <laughs> uh. oh. <laughs> you've been uh, you've been free swinging it uh, yeah it's one extra item that i don't have to put on in the morning who am i trying to impress yeah my wife maybe be poor her. I always say that like, who am I trying to impress? How about my lovely wife <laughs> every once in a while? All right. So we got the answer to question
0: one from crispy pants over here. Mark, <laughs> Mark, Mark, what did Gooch Gooch say was your, your thing?
1: Not, not underwear, not that was, underwear. That's the pants that I no, wear. And, the most. And, uh, that's underwear.
0: right. And my, mine is, uh, I can, I can tell you right now, uh, I got this uh, pair of, uh, although I'm not wearing them right now, but, I got this pair of like pajama pants with Hamilton tiger cats around the waistband and they just went into the laundry for the first time since Christmas and I've worn them every day while in the house since oh, Christmas. Man. So um stay tuned yeah. Yeah, as, for as the a, Iron Man streak As a bonus feature, Chris's pants and my pants Are going to have a fist fight after the podcast
2: <laughs> <laughs> Going to keep six feet away from that For sure <laughs> oh. Just... <laughs> yeah. Okay, question number two So this is, these answers coming From Bree My fiance yeah. What has this pandemic taught you about Chris And the answer is Things I already knew but that he's stubborn and loves weed. I'm stubborn and I love weed. That's pretty fair. I can't argue. I can't argue with that. That's, that's going to be, that's going to be on my tombstone.
0: So like when she's stubborn, like what you, you get, you smoke weed and then you won't get off the couch sort of thing.
2: <laughs> no, I think they're independent of one another. I think that when I have my mind made up on about something, it's hard for me to not literally just definition of stubborn. I and see. then, um, and then just the weed thing is again. Yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's lockdown. What do
1: you want from me? Yeah, fuck. <laughs> It could be crack. It's essential <laughs> somehow now. <laughs> My wife learned about my wife learned about me that uh, apparently I didn't go out very much to begin with because she sees me about the same the same amount that, that I'm currently home. That's very good. That's really funny. That's a funny answer.
0: <laughs> Uh, I, I know Amanda would say it's the fact that I can actually do shit around the house. I was so good at hiding the fact, you know, like, oh, I better not touch that or I better not fix this or better. Now, and now, you know, just because of circumstances with jobs, I know how to do shit now and it sucks. What are you fixing? Uh, you know, a little plumbing jobs, replace some light switches, that kind of crap.
1: Nothing, would you nothing, generally call somebody to do that stuff?
0: Nothing major. No, God, no oh wow. before no <laughs> yeah. but I just went without the lights oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was getting pretty fucking dark in air, toilet toilet didn't work for six months
1: <laughs> yeah
0: shit outside <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Cheech and Chong just keep filling
2: it don't, don't worry oh man okay question number three if I can manage to open this thing up okay What is the first thing Chris is going to do once the pandemic is over? And it says concert or some sort of sporting event, which is, you know, fits into the theme. We got karma coming up, but it's very accurate. I I want to go to like a leaf game or you know like they they had they had the Arkells scheduled to do another one of their homecoming tours at 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 tim horton's field i'd i'd be all over that yeah. If they were able to you know what i mean any of that stuff um yeah it, i i miss it i feel like i feel like I, I i took it
1: i took it for granted you know what i mean do you see video of large whenever i see video of large crowds now though i always think Ugh. <laughs> I <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so just have that like mm-hmm. That's a yeah, fucking fair. lot of people That's a lot of people <laughs>
2: I was thinking about that it's going to do some damage Like in crowds and stuff like you're, There's going to be a lot of people that are just not going to Be able to do away with the Six feet
0: I don't know I have ven- I'd Venture to say from Mark's answer number Two that uh, it was long before The pandemic he was looking <laughs> at large
1: crowds And going Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I think this lends Nicely to my wife's answer for what am I Going to do after the pandemic which yeah. She wrote, "Spearhead a campaign to keep the masks on." Because <laughs> like, it, it. it hides my disdain from for people when I'm out and about. <laughs> oh, wow, like, I'll, give, I'll give you an example. I was uh, I, I I forget the situation, but I was like getting out of my car, and it was one of those things where like the guy was parked beside me, and he just. He wasn't really letting me open my door and it was just one of those things. And as I was getting out, I looked at my, I looked back in the car and I said to Sam, I'm like, see, he can't even see that. I fucking hate him right
3: now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she also wrote uh, Also something that I want to do after that And this will be much to Chris's chagrin Is go to a buffet Like hit up the Mandarin oh, or something.
0: See, <laughs> I, you know the, the, that That is a business I'm telling you Much Done. like the the it's convention lot, yeah. business That is just, it's, it's over Like, you know I know my convention job is not coming back People are on Zoom It's going to be a long time before people will Even conduct that sort of behavior again I guarantee you not everyone is dying to get back to the mandarin i promise you yeah. right? we have been so over in the last year now yeah. that you know like uh, uh, yeah there's there's no way
1: Well, like tucker's there's marketplace no that place has been a staple in burlington for like 25 years and it, it was like a week into it and they were like we're fucking done <laughs> we're, we're done we can't do it it's
2: smart it's smart because they didn't chew through all of their money. They got out while they still had some money left. It's a bit yeah. smart that they pulled the trigger on it. But yeah, I, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't see how. And I mean, I don't want to just keep digging up the whole <laughs> anti, the whole the whole, whole a- anti buffet <laughs> thing. I just will never be able to understand how you can sit next to somebody shoveling tater tots in their face like it's a sport and think. That, oh, like, I'm hungry now. Like, I would like to eat. Like, I don't know how you can... You don't look at other people. You don't look at other people, You just can't look at other people. That's what I mean. You
0: go in there like one of those horses towing the Clydesdale (laughs) wagon, man. You just got your fucking blinders on and all you can see is
1: Gentile chicken and prime rib. It's beautiful. Maybe it's just just Chinese food that I like, but it's so expensive that I'm just like... uh. Uh, I'm bu- getting my money's worth. Yeah, yeah People that's... love
2: buffet, man. I'm <laughs> I'm definitely the weirdo.
1: Vomitorium.
2: I'm de- I I and I don't I don't fault people for going to the buffet because the pe- some, a lot of people love it. Like people love the buffet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some people love like they the Mandarin going to the Mandarin is like the best dinner. Like this like the, they would wouldn't they wouldn't go anywhere else. Nope. Which is fine. You know <laughs> what I mean? I think they're <laughs> disgusting, but.
0: <laughs> Absolutely! Or, no, and you and you can see though you can see those people that go there with that 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 look in their eye, like they're getting their money's worth. Where it's like, you know, oh, oh yeah. my god, my, my spleen's gonna fall out of my ass, but I got room for one more <laughs> chicken ball. Oh, I yeah. can do it. Yeah, I saw somebody.
2: I, I feel like I've probably said this story. Uh, on the podcast before, but I, I went to the Mandarin one time. It was crab celebration. It wasn't a very um, you know <laughs>
1: celebratory.
2: It wasn't a very civil celebration. <laughs> oh. The chick next to me had a pile of just crab's legs, yeah. like that. There was huge, and she was just sitting there. Just and it, it's a bitch to eat. Like crab legs suck oh, to eat. Is and she just good like, looking. Like, if she cool. was, if no, she was, it was
0: my sister. I guarantee you. <laughs> My sister is this petite, dainty little thing, but don't take her to the Mandarin on Crab Day, man. She just—it's—it's it's ugly. She turns into she's she. Peter oh, shows up. Oh yeah, no, she's the, she's the sea captain from The Simpsons. She's a fucking full on yar. She just gives oh, her, but yeah, right um, on. um, yeah. So buffet's uh, is gonna have a hard time coming back, and the music business is another one that's. Um, Wow, that has just been rocked by this whole thing, and who knows where it's going to be or or how many places are, are going to be around where you can still go and, and record and, and rehearse. Right, Mark?
1: Absolutely. Carmeliotto joining us in uh, just a little bit from Studio 410. Uh, super good guy. I've known him for like 20 years and uh, just a great local musician and a great local entrepreneur, and uh, he's been hit very very hard by this past uh 10 months as a lot of uh local musicians have so uh he's coming up yeah. just a bit i hear a lot of people say how easy kids have it these days compared to when they were younger everybody born before 1990 woke up at 5 a.m to milk the cows and churn butter and we had to walk uphill <laughs> well today you know i watched my five-year-old do a six-hour zoom meeting for school and she killed it She was pushing the icon to raise her hand when it was her time to talk. She pushed it again to lower her hand when it wasn't. And get this, when it wasn't her turn to talk, she muted her microphone. That's a lesson a lot of people could definitely learn. There's no way, no way when I was five years old that I would have had the first fucking clue how to do any of that kind of stuff. When I was five, I think I was still learning how my balls felt. You know, you got people saying, well, I mean, kids these days count their change and use a pencil. But if you're going to sit here and tell me how these kids had it easier than you did, I think it's time that my five-year-old taught you how to use the mute button. Man, how you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Oh, I'm great. Great. Glad you're connected. Glad you're here.
3: Absolutely. Long time. No see. No speak.
1: Absolutely. We should get you on house party. We we do house party. I don't know if you're, if you're part of that or.
3: <laughs> I like to party every once in a while, you know. <laughs> why, why, why
1: in the hell would we want to subject him to looking at it for fuck's sake? <laughs> that's sakes? that's true. On. That's true. How are you? Uh, how are you coping with everything, man?
3: Uh, Well, I mean, we've been, uh, We've been doing the best we can. My, my uh, fiance and I, Michaela, have uh, both uh, our our own separate businesses, and uh, being entrepreneurs in this uh, madness world right now is probably the the worst uh, possible place you could be, as far as business goes. Um, personally, we're just doing uh, what we can to keep ourselves entertained and and uh, you know enjoy life as much as we can through this wacky time, right?
0: All right, so to tell well, Tell us about,
3: uh, what's the name of the place again? My recording studio is uh, yeah. Studio 410 Sound Productions. We're in so tell us about it. Um, the business uh, has been there since 2002. Is the first time we opened up. We basically host bands for rehearsal spaces, as well as doing full production from uh, audio to video production, in host recording, uh, live off-the-floor recordings, live-to-air sessions photo shoots, small events, a little bit of everything, pro, you know, lessons.
0: So, okay. So like b- before I, I lost my job to COVID, I was doing um, conventions, right? Like audio visual for conventions. Yeah. Um, I, I, The band, the music industry in general, it's, it's very much like that. It's just this hit and it was just boom, you know, it, it went from from sort of feast to famine We're just it, it's, it's so hamstrung by restrictions and, and, you know, uh, just the logistics of doing either conventions or music or being in a recording rehearsal studio or getting rehearsals together. And so it's all very difficult to do. Right. So um, what, what do you guys do? I mean, what, what have you guys done or are you doing or thinking of doing to sort of subvert that and, and keep things going?
3: The biggest issue right now is the fact that it's a domino effect of sorts, because, you know, entertainment world. Um, it all involves groups and people and togetherness. And, um, you know, with everything that's going down, like you just mentioned, including conventions and or small events like weddings or whatever that would have music or every single thing down the chain is a domino effect on each other's businesses. So, for example, we have rehearsal spaces for bands, but no one's playing any gigs. So our business is taking a huge hit because we're like 30 mm. percent of our, yeah. our, our bands Uh, are coming in who just basically are like, well, you know, screwed. I just want to get on a jam and have fun. Uh, But business-wise, there's a lot of guys that do it to make money. And if that's not happening, then they're not coming in spending money. Uh, Same thing with the production world, you know, from making records to video shoots or whatnot. You know, nobody's making money playing gigs. For A lot of people are are, do music for a living. Others do it as their hobby. So as it is, it's a tough time to be spending money. So if, if music's your hobby then you're not making those extra two, 300 bucks playing gigs. Then you're not having money to go throughout your hobby either. Right. So mm. is, do you,
1: do you kind of see maybe then on, on that note, do you see on the other side of this people that people, that music isn't a hobby for people that music is a passion for are going to come out of this with just songbooks of, of stuff that huh. they've written throughout this, because what is there to do but just kind of sit and jam with yourself and come up with new ideas and new ways of making music? I'm just I'm, I'm trying to find that silver lining it's
3: funny you say that because, you know I put a, a little post on my Facebook today that said, you know, obviously we're going th- all through going through some negative times. You know, what's one positive thing that happened to you this year through COVID that wouldn't have happened otherwise? And you know, I had a lot of people there who are, you know, everything from, you know, teaching my kid to ride their bikes to, you know, uh, having written 12 new songs to you name it. Right. So I think that the, the passion um, behind music for people who are able to just be creative, I, I speaking from experience, it either it either stunts your growth or speeds mm. up growth. For yeah. me? I, you know, I think I wrote a song or two uh, in the thick of it back in March or April. You know, I, I was, like, thinking that I would come out with a record. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, man. Like, you know, but other guys yeah. I know have. Like, my, my good friend Brian Mello, on the other hand, he wrote, like, upwards of 50 songs. 50 songs. Wow. Like, insanity, right? So, yeah. it's uh, it, it really goes both ways. And I really think it depends on how people are, you know, mentally affected by all of this. Of mm. course, you know, musically... I've probably written some of the, the best songs I ever have in my life being in my darkest spots. But, I I mean, who knows when that muse is going to come for you, right?
0: Who knew Who knew in 2021 that the next Stairway to Heaven would come from a guy who was sick as fuck of playing Candy Crush Saga?
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I,
0: I got to do something, man. I'm going to write a song. I think That's I'll write exactly a song. It. You're
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what one of the one of the positives i think coming out of the, the 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 pandemic situation I think as far as the music industry is concerned it's a little bit of a, a, a sour consolation now but but I think people are really learning locally specifically like that they took live shows and going to live shows and live music for granted and, and I think that you know once all of this, is, is, um, is over, you know, there's very few people that you're going to find a very few, you know, empty seats at some of the local venues, you know,
3: I'd like to think uh, so, man. I mean, like uh, I know for, for myself um, being pretty active in the music world in Hamilton from performing venues to getting off my ass and going out to shows a lot. I, I've always did my best to do that. And, that are being in the studio, uh, or at, you know, hanging around the rehearsal spaces, whatever it is, I, I've met so, so many people, um, who are all kind of saying the same thing, like, Oh, can't wait till shows get back and it'll be busy and it'll be this, but you know what? Like there's going to be, a lot of people are going to approach the next few years pretty slowly. I don't think that yep. it's going to be, you know, uh, where you're jumping into club Absinthe with 300 people again. I love that club and and I hope that they get back on their feet. You know, Casbah, same thing like these original club venues. Then you got, you know, all the smaller, you know, like 33 Bowens that are, that are pubs that host cover music and stuff like that. I think it's all conducive to what people are comfortable with. And as well as um, just how, how hungry you are from this. You know what I mean. Like, I think people's fear will dictate how fast or how slow that will happen. What What do
1: you have coming up? I know that you've got a new single that's uh, that I saw. We've got a link for that. We'll get that up on our on our on our so- social feeds. But um, what else do you have coming up? Uh?
3: Other than um, focusing on the idea of getting back to writing and recording personally, I've really my business partner, Adrian finance, and I at the studio have just spent the last month discussing what we're going to do from here business-wise with the studio you know are we going to kind of stay where we are and and hope for the best with the beating that we've taken all year long um we didn't qualify for government financial help with the studio business so we've just kind of been making things work with what we've been the cards we've been dealt and it's not working out for us so we're kind of like well it's a turning point right now either we're going to invest in ourselves, get a loan and and become part of the trend of the future now before it happens or like ride the wave and maybe close or whatever. So we decided that we aren't going anywhere and we want to invest in the next 15, 20 years of our business. So we gutted our entire uh, main studio, which is sort of like a music hall. Um, and we are uh, installing a, a brand new system, gutting in the entire space. Um, so we've got a, a, a 1,400 square foot uh, studio that has a showcase stage set up in there, sort of like a small venue, really. Um, so we've we've gutted it, and we are putting in, a, we have Soundbox coming in to put in a top-of-the-line PA system in there. Um, and we're also going to be uh, running a, a new lighting trust and, and just operating on a completely live, um, you know, live to air sort of, uh, field where fans cool. can come in and do their live streaming as well as have at some point, you know, a, s- a small amount of, of people in there, you know, when it, when the time comes that we can open up. So it will be a live to air. Well, you have, you know, 50, 60 people as, as an audience as well, um, So all of that is going to be accommodated uh, through Studio 410 as well as we're putting in a theater system there so that, you know, if you have a guy, a group of 15, 20 guys that want to come out and watch UFC and rent it for the night, you can come and have a private theater with killer sound system, you know, a thousand square foot space to do your thing with couches and like you're out in the country and it's peaceful and, you know, you can do your thing without having to worry anybody to bother you and not worry about, you know, bothering anybody upstairs when you're at home or whatnot. So yeah, like right down to karaoke parties for people, like so, just a, a whole entertainment venue, not just music based, but on all levels, is where we're headed for the future to accommodate uh, the community in a pretty cool, you know, craft sort of way. Good for you, man. You mean Warren Buffett says that the time to invest is when people
1: are are most scared. Yes, um, and I, I think it's really cool that you're not just in, you're investing in yourself, you're investing in this in this project that you guys have, and just. It's 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 really good man. That's I'm super proud of you. Like oh, I feel I, you, so I mean, much, you and man. I you and I met a long time ago just because my wife happened to know some of your friends and right. you were you were in the feels which was a high school band but a fucking great high school band and yeah. uh you guys just uh you kind of <laughs> you went above and beyond that and then you know, I mean you did the whole live how you live thing and leash and you just You're all over the place, man. And I, I, I fucking love it. And it's, you're just just a great musician. So good. on you. I
3: appreciate that. I mean, it's been, you know, I've kind of lived in this world, whether I liked it or not. So, um, I'm really blessed to have people surround me who, um, who are really, you know, inspiring, like my business partner, Adrian, and like guys who I perform with, um, as well as just all the musicians that I work with on the regular who come in and out and, and, you know, support the studio by rehearsing or recording with us, like make so many great friends of people who you admire and, uh, so I'm, you know, kind of one of the many there, but I appreciate the the pat on the back and the support. It means a lot. One of the
2: coolest things that uh, I noticed when I when I was looking into, um, you know, preparing preparing for uh, chatting with you, was when I went on your website. Like you go you go on these studios' websites, and you'd anticipate to see pictures of like, you know. Like, like like just big name artists and stuff. And you you guys have that too, right? Like you have like Big Sugar and The Trues and, and Walk Off The Earth and all that stuff. But what I found really cool about the website is like more than 90% of the page is just dedicated to like all of these local artists and it just continues. And it's all of these pictures and it's like with you, with like these artists. And like, it was just w- this really cool, like grassroots community feel to it. And it it, it was yeah. like- you know, I, I it just it was just it just it felt like, you know, as much as you can kind of get an idea of what the environment would be like there, it kind of gave you that like you can't really do it without being there, you know, but it, it felt really it felt really cool. So I guess you, you know, probably I'd, I'd imagine take a lot of pride, like, you know, being there for some of these bands to help hone their craft Usually. or create albums with them and stuff like that's got to be really satisfying.
3: Absolutely, man. You know, music's all about opportunities, you know, especially the music business as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, small opportunities matter too. Of Just like having somebody in a room to have a jam with a certain lighting and feel in a room that they're like, man, I just had the fucking best time here today. Thanks so much. It's a like, great, huh? You know, like I'm glad you had a good experience. You know, like uh, we look forward to having you back. And we, we, that's how we, we you change, you know. Just kind of being, you know, part of the, part of the, the picture rather than, you know, just sort of offering a place for people to come. And, mm-hmm. and we've always just kind of said, you know, the studio always started with us guys just having a place to jam ourselves. we like, who the hell would want to come out in the middle of the country where there's a nice big bonfire put out back, have a jam, do your thing, and, you know, nobody there to bug you and, and, and get shit done. So um, absolutely, community to us is everything. We always say that there's a 410 family, and anybody who that uh, you speak to, I'd be proud to say that would probably tell you, you know, that they feel like they're a part of something up there. And, um, you know, that's definitely something that we're really proud of. So thanks for saying that and noticing that um, it's, it's truly the way we are and, and how we, we view our future there, right?
1: Yeah, owner of Studio 410 and just local fucking great musician, great guy, honestly. Uh, yeah, I, and also I just want to note uh, Ben is not uh, – not a dick or anything. He just he got cut off. That's why he wasn't <laughs> well, asking questions. But good, he man. would be. He'd be I think all over The last over it. time I
3: saw Ben was at a live, like, a live, like live show at uh, Stone Walls. I think which was the last time I saw Ben. Absolutely. Was ago.
1: <laughs> I was probably handing out t-shirts at that uh, at that venue. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for uh, for joining us tonight, man. I really, really appreciate it.
3: Oh, guys! My total pleasure, and you know, anytime you, you you want to do something like this again, feel free to let me know. I'm I'm happy to uh, chat with you guys, and uh, I uh, I wish you best of luck with your with your work here. It seems like you guys are off to uh, a good thing. You Thanks too, a lot. Man. Thanks you a lot. Too.
2: Thanks again. We'll definitely be in touch. And, and if, you, if you got anything uh, locally you want to promote once you're back up and running, I mean, just definitely send it our way. And we'll be sure to to, to spread that spread that love around for sure, man.
3: Well, definitely. Well, the latest thing that we just finished up was a band called Jam Squid, who are a local Hamilton band. They just finished up their EP at the studio about a month ago. And it's banging. It's a wicked, wicked album. Cool. So look for them soon. And uh, yeah, guys, I appreciate the support. And look forward to, to uh, chatting with you guys again soon. good stuff take care right on cheers and that is a wrap
2: thanks for listening special thanks goes out to Bree Amanda and Samantha for playing along this week thanks to Carmiliato for stopping by check out his business page at studio410rocks.com that's studio410rocks.com don't forget to tell your friends and tune in next week Friday January 22nd at 9am for another
0: episode